Welcome to our Friday podcast on the Psalms, some simple devotional thoughts. Today we consider Psalm 113. This Psalm is the first of what are known as the Hallel Psalms, Psalms 113 to 118. They were sung during the Passover, and so they would have been sung by Jesus and his disciples on the night of the Last Supper. The first two were sung before the Passover meal and the last four at the conclusion of the meal. This psalm states two truths about God that do seem, in human terms, to be contradictory. The truths are, firstly, God is transcendent, that is, he exists above and independent of all creation, and this is an attribute of God, and secondly, God is immanent, that is, he has chosen to be involved in the world he made. This is a choice on his part. The psalm begins with a call to praise God. Verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Notice the repetition of the word praise. That's not without its significance, because we're not very good at praising God, and so it needs to be emphasised for us. It's much easier to rush into his presence and tell him all our anxieties, worries and problems. But we do seem to find it harder to praise him. And then the psalm tells us that there is never a time or a place when God is not to be praised. Verses 2 and 3. From this time forth and forevermore, from the rising of the sun to the setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. And there will never be a reason not to give God praise, because his very person calls forth praise, as the psalm now shows. And in verses 3 to 5, it is God's transcendence that calls forth our praise. In verse 4a, the Lord is high above all nations. Here is God supreme, high above all things, independent of all things, ruling all things. In verse 4b, and his glory above the heavens. God's supreme position means that his glory is so great and awesome that it is above all understanding and imagination. And in the light of verse 4, the question is asked in verse 5, who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high? The answer must be none, because God is without parallel. He stands alone. He is unique. None is like him in his greatness and glory. He is far above all. Now in verses 6 to 9, it is God's imminence that calls forth our praise. In these verses, we see that God, highly exalted above all things, does not live in solitary grandeur far removed from us, but he identifies himself with us. He is not indifferent to our needs and is pictured here as stooping down, bending down, as it were, both to know and meet our needs. Two illustrations of this graciousness are shown in these verses. In verse 7, he raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. 
Here is his active grace for a person in the extremities of humiliation, need and weakness. In verse 9, he gives the barren woman a home. Here he is, graciously showing care and sensitivity to the deep hurts of those who cannot have children. C.H. Spurgeon on this psalm says, We have a God who is high above all gods, and yet who is our Father, knowing what we have need of before we ask him. Our shepherd, who supplies our needs. Our guardian, who counts the hairs of our head. Our tender and considerate friend, who sympathises in all our griefs. We have so much to praise God for. As I finish, I wonder what was in the mind of Jesus as he sang this psalm before that last supper. For he is God, not just stooping down, bending down, but coming into the world for our salvation. He is God, leaving the glory of heaven and coming into the world as man and going to the cross, all for our salvation. What graciousness. Join me on Monday for Psalm 114.